You're listening to the Study Legal English podcast, the world's first legal English podcast, helping lawyers and law students become fluent in legal English. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Study Legal English podcast. I am your host Louise and in today's episode I'm really pleased to be joined by Lindsay Griffiths. Lindsay is the Director of Global Relationship Management at the International Lawyers Network. Lindsay also writes a brilliant blog about networking for lawyers called Zen Legal Networking and there's lots of articles on there. I highly recommend that you check it out and you can do that at www.zenlegalnetworking.com. So today I'll be discussing with Lindsay the importance of social media and especially LinkedIn for maintaining relationships. So let's get started. Hi Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me Louise. Uh-huh, that's quite all right. It's an absolute pleasure. So um, Lindsay, tell me a little bit about the work you do and your blog. As you mentioned, I'm the Director of Global Relationship Management for the ILN, which is an association of over 90 mid-sized, full-service and specialized law firms in 67 countries. I'm responsible for the oversight and management of day-to-day operations of the network, and I focus particularly on anything that helps facilitate relationships among our member lawyers. I started my blog, Zen and the Art of Legal Networking, almost nine years ago, and I use that to write about topics of interest to the legal industry and relationship building as well. Great. And I've seen that you've written quite a lot of blogs on the importance of social media. Why why is uh, social media so important for lawyers? Well, primarily because it's so prevalent everywhere. But there's three main reasons I would say that it's important for lawyers. The first is that your clients are using it, so it's essential that you understand the tools, how they're used, and the risks and implications so that you can effectively advise them. Second, it's an excellent place to conduct research on clients and potential clients. We all leave digital breadcrumbs on these platforms, and they give you tremendous insight into what your industry and clients care about, what worries them, and what the trends are. And third, you can use social media to engage directly with your clients. Depending on the platform, you share more professionally or personally, but you're using them to build relationships and add another dimension to who you are as a lawyer that makes people more comfortable in hiring you. Okay, and let's talk more specifically about LinkedIn. What are the benefits of LinkedIn for lawyers? LinkedIn is a favorite for lawyers because it's still seen as the most professional of the platforms, though I believe it's still banned in Russia for the moment. Lawyers can feel comfortable engaging there while remaining professional. Specifically, though, there are some huge benefits. I'm not going to name all of them, but I'll give you a few key ones. That's the ability to conduct some really comprehensive research, to use their publisher platform to post articles, even if you already have a standalone blog, to see at a glance shared connections that may be worth leveraging, to stay up to date with industry trends and client news, and to keep an eye on your top competitors. Yes, all very important points. Thank you. What makes a good profile on LinkedIn? Are there any things which absolutely shouldn't be left out? 
Well, LinkedIn does a pretty great job of walking you through how to create an all-star profile, as they call it, so I recommend following their guidelines. Being as complete as possible is essential because missing information is a red flag. To really stand out, make sure you have a professional profile photo and background image, create a strong summary that represents who you are, use the first person throughout the profile, and include representative media for your positions and within the summary. And that representative media can be blog posts, presentations, articles, media mentions, etc. The idea here is that you want to create a strong, multifaceted picture of your professional self. Okay, some really good points there. So before anything, make sure you've got a good profile on LinkedIn. So what ways can lawyers use LinkedIn to connect with people that they've met post-networking event? Actually, I'd suggest you don't wait until after an event to connect with people. Install the LinkedIn app on your phone. The mobile version of the site is great and use it as part of your networking. You want to make sure you're connecting with the right person so you can send the connection request right as you're talking. The key to any relationship, of course, is that it's not a one and done kind of thing. So whether you connect with someone right away or after an event, within that next week, take some time to review their profile. Look at where they went to school, where they've worked, what interests they list, what groups they belong to, and look for those commonalities. It might offer you an opportunity to follow up with them. Look at what articles they've written and read and maybe comment on the most recent one. Regularly check in on LinkedIn to see what they're liking and sharing and where that might spark a discussion. Look for mutual contacts or find out if there are contacts that you have that they might want an introduction to especially if you're located in different cities or have different professional focuses. LinkedIn's search algorithm will allow you to look for people in those locations or industries that you may want to offer to introduce them to. And being helpful to someone else is the fastest way to become memorable. In the meantime, also don't forget to be posting your own articles and sharing and liking other items on LinkedIn as well to keep your profile updated and engaged. Okay, great. So I think some good takeaway points there are, uh, firstly, to use LinkedIn consistently, and secondly, to try to be helpful to others. I've noticed that LinkedIn also has quite a lot of other features, for example, the publishing platform, the groups. Lindsay, should lawyers be joining lots of groups? Should they be posting lots of articles? LinkedIn's publishing platform is an interesting thing. I do think that lawyers should be using it and in two instances. So if you don't have a blog, but you're considering that you want to be increasing your level of writing and seeing if maybe you should or could commit to a blog, LinkedIn Publisher is actually a great testing ground. So try developing an editorial calendar and writing there for about six months or so on your topic of choice and see how it goes. If you have an existing blog, it's actually also great for reposting substantive content. I've found, and others have told me this anecdotally as well, that they've seen an increase in readership when they post also to LinkedIn. You want to keep your content in a place that belongs to you, so you still also want to post it to your existing blog, but it's only a few extra minutes to repost your content on LinkedIn as well. And I've also found that in terms of engagement, you're getting many more comments and discussion on LinkedIn than you are seeing on your blog. So that's even more of a reason to use Publisher and add that to your relationship development tools. 
And in terms of groups, I'd say that less is more, and that's probably not a surprise. The idea is that you want to find one or two groups that you really feel that you can commit to and get something from. If a group doesn't seem to work for you after a while, you can also leave it. But you want to try and be an active participant. So post questions, answer and comment, share relevant information, etc. So look for groups where you may find the best opportunities for connection. These may be industry or trade groups, networking groups. For example, we have one for the ILN or even alumni groups can be useful. Okay, great. And uh, I just have a, I've got another question related to time. I'm sure a lot of our listeners feel like this, simply overwhelmed with the amount of work that they have to do. And they simply feel like they don't have time for LinkedIn. Um, What would your tips be for those lawyers? Time is always the biggest factor I hear from anybody when it comes to social media. And the truth is you don't have to spend a ton of time on LinkedIn to make it work for you. And in fact, you probably shouldn't. A couple of key things will help. So first, as I mentioned before, install the mobile app. Then you can use LinkedIn on the go. So rather than infringing on your existing time, make it part of your wait time. So when you're waiting for coffee, the elevator, a client meeting, whatever, use those couple of minutes to scroll through the feed, like and comment on anything of relevance, and then you've engaged. Secondly, and for things that might need a bit more attention, like some research, you can find what time of the day might work best for you and make it a part of your routine. So that might be first thing in the morning, it might be in the evening, it might be on the weekends. And you don't need to spend a ton of time, you don't need like an hour on the site. If you're worried it's going to suck you in, you can even set a timer to remind you to stop. So give yourself 10 or 15 minutes at the most to check whatever you need to. And that's it. If you're using Publisher, then you want to consider that part to be part of your regular blogging routine and not part of this checking in piece. And again, this piece, this checking in doesn't have to be daily since you're already checking in on your phone. So once a week or every other week, spend a little extra time on LinkedIn. And then finally, look at your LinkedIn notifications. For groups especially, for example, you can set up what they call digests that come to you by email. So if you only want to know about discussions once a week, you can do that. And you could even use that as your reminder to check in. But if you want, if you do want to be alerted every time someone posts in a group, you can do that too. And it varies for what the notifications are. It can be once a day, once a week, or never. So you can use that notification to either schedule your LinkedIn time or to help you stay more engaged with LinkedIn in general. Okay, so no excuses about time. My final question is, what are your three top do's and don'ts for networking on LinkedIn? Ooh, top three do's and don'ts. Okay, top three do's. Number one, complete your profile as fully as possible. Two, be generous in your engagement. Remember the 80-20 rule. So for every two pieces of your own content that you share, eight should be other people's work. And three, check in regularly. You don't have to constantly spend time on LinkedIn, as we've talked about already. But as with any relationship, you can't show your face there every six months and expect people to remember you and for it to be productive. The effort does have to be there. As for the top three don'ts, one, keep it professional. While social media lines have blurred a lot, LinkedIn is still a very professional platform. Users get upset and uncomfortable when people discuss items that are too personal in nature. Two, don't forget who your audience is. 
We all connect with very different groups of people and my connections will be different to yours. Whenever you share content, whether your own or others, don't forget to keep your audience in mind to ensure that it's relevant. And three, don't be afraid of it. It can seem like there's a lot of written and unwritten rules for LinkedIn and other social media, but it's where people go to connect and grow their relationships these days. So don't be afraid to give it a try. People really are very welcoming. Great. Okay. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Louise. That brings us to the end of this episode and also the end of this series of podcasts, which has been focusing on networking for lawyers. If you're a podcast pro member, you will be able to take a final exam if you've been following this series of episodes and you'll be able to gain a certificate for the Networking for Lawyers course. And if you're not a member, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch via email, info at studylegalenglish.com or on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening and see you next time.